Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? It's me, your high and mighty host, John Gabris, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. Here he is, live, well, not live, recorded, DVR'd radio, if you will. And I'm here today to talk to you about, as my grandma would say, wrestling with none other than fellow husky bearded comedian, father, actor, writer, podcast host in his own right, a headgum's own We Watch Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt McCarthy. Suck it! Oh, Degeneration X. Ah, I love it. It, it, Fucking hard intro. Big fan of DX. I'm a big fan of DX. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Degeneration X proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champions of the World! (laughs) The Road Dog Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn, the new H Outlaws! (laughs) And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. John Gabrus. <laughs> hey, thank you, Matt. Matt, that was rather exciting. Did that bring you back? That brought me back. Is that back when you watched it? Yeah. So, uh, so the reason I had Matt on today is uh, uh, it was you know a little head gum. Scratch your back, I'll scratch your back. And I'm excited to have a topic to talk to this dude about wrestling. I was a big fan when I was a fucking like I was like like everyone the WWE uh, WWF Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior yeah and like like everyone in their mid thirties every male in their mid thirties yeah I was huge back then very much into it dipped out around the time when it like when uh, gimmicks got too crazy came back yep. in for WCW versus NWO and was like a total WCW head nice yeah and then. Uh, dipped back in around uh, Degeneration X, uh, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock era for like a year or two at mm-hmm. the tail end of high school, and then sort of fell out once I went away to college and never got back in. But the reason I brought you on today is because people have been telling me, and people I like and whose opinions I appreciate all are into wrestling. Yeah. And I used to be, and it's like, it's on the nose for me. So I was like, maybe Matt can help me get inspired to watch some wrestling. It's the best. It's the best. It is the best. W- what do you love about it still? 
in that, that makes it that's so like uh condescending what i mean is like what i know what i loved about it then what what, yeah. what do you love about it now is do you have a different take on it or is it still like the same like this is such fun shit to watch i mean of course it's fun to watch it's so much fun it's uh you know it's good versus evil, really. Right. <laughs> it's 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 the pursuit of justice. It's the same reason I like comedy. You know? Yeah, and and, com- and are you a comic book fan at all? Exactly. I think I think there's yeah. an overlap there too, where it's like good guys, bad guys, gimmicks, powers, yeah. outfits. Uh, yeah, there's a mythology. There's, um, but then it's also it's the the in ring work, the athleticism, just that like it's such a unique, totally unique unto itself genre of storytelling and i'm just talking about like the matches not even like you know the backstory of right you know right, right. this one and that one and you know and separating was, t- tag teams all you've that got stuff. lust in your eyes for miss elizabeth <laughs> and, like all that stuff <laughs> like the actual story of the match itself right, you know it's yeah. like it is some of these guys they're absolutely brilliant in you know like just Telling this, like telling the story of the fight from beginning to the end, and like just drawing you into, you know, what they're doing, and it's right. Just, if you're a fan of action movies, like yeah. there's like choreography is without fight choreography without a doubt is exciting. I mean, you get like those Jason Bourne movies. How many cuts are there? Like the camera's shaking so much, and everybody's like, "Wow, what action!" But these guys are doing it three feet away from you yeah and people are like oh it's so with fucking no fake. editing yeah <laughs> no, no editing <laughs> no it's like it's right there in front of your face yeah exactly i love that people say it's so fucking fake but no one ever walks out of, of avengers age of ultron and go that was fucking fake and it's like that's the <laughs> fakest shit you can imagine right and it it's a under- cartoon we, and now wrestling knows it's fake like you know they don't yeah they don't call it out but it's like there's no, I mean, when you were a kid, you like would argue that some were real, like, you know, be like, I remember when I was really young, it was like WCW though is real. <laughs> like, or that ECW. Shit's real though. ECW is real. But, Taz is real. But in ECW though, that's for real. <laughs> that's literally the conversations we'd have. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, th- I think that's just always been the case. I mean, it was really, it's like since, you know, it, it really wasn't until like, like it, it, Pro wrestling presented itself as a legitimate sport, you know, well into the 1920s, right. you know, <laughs> like front page news. Like it was like, you know, after the Civil War, it was pro wrestling was the number one spectator sport in America. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then... Here's something I didn't know. This oh, was. absolutely. That's... Oh, yeah. It was bigger than everything. It was like... Pro wrestling and horse racing; those were the two big spectator sports. Wow! And like baseball was barely trying to get its dick hard. Football just didn't even exist. <laughs> and then, um, and and wrestling was fake. It and was and it, well, it was it was uh, pro- probably as fake as like you know football or FIFA is today or the NBA. Whereas right. it's you know, it's like they're they're. It's an athletic venture, but then you get those games where you're like, what the fuck was that call? <laughs> yeah. Or like, like I mean, any World Cup. It's like, it is the, it's like the biggest moneymaker in the world, and it's so corrupt and bullshit. <laughs> so it's like all these other like big mainstream sports took their lessons from pro wrestling and what, that, what wound up happening with that. Because then pro wrestling went from, you know, like really in the 30s like it's really started dying out because it was more and more like newspapers were like we don't you know we can't like it's no different than boxing today right where like right. legitimate sports 
media will be like, we, we kind of have to call, call into question the validity of this fight or the outcome, <laughs> yeah. you know, or the, the referee was clear. Because, I mean, it's like like a couple of years ago, that one, that there's just that one corrupt NBA referee yeah. who then he gets busted and just because of sour grapes, he's like, no, the whole thing is a sham. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like... Yeah, you, when you find out that, like, sports are pretty much uh, Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington exactly. Generals. <laughs> and that's the way it, uh, the, the, the NFL has said it. Like in front of uh, Congress or whatever, there's a great website called The Fixes In. All right. Where it's like he breaks it down how like these are all, it's all for entertainment. Like the but- NFL says in their bylines, this is entertainment. And then there's the profit sharing thing, whereas it's like, well, if they were competition, there's no, there's no incentive for them to be competing with each other. Right. There's not like if you win the Super Bowl, everyone gets a bonus. Exactly. It's, all, <laughs> it's just a show. It's just a yeah. show. <laughs> That's wild, yeah. So then, in it's the terrifying 20s, to think about, too. Yeah. So then, that was really the like the the media was turning on it, the the public was turning on it, and then uh, there was a book called the um, oh, I, maybe called the Matt Men. Oh, I forget what, what, with what John Ham and <laughs> yeah, with John Ham, <laughs> Matt Men. His gimmick was is that he ate pork products in the ring and he hit people with the bones. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh it exposed that was like the really first time that the business was exposed somebody that was it like again a, a, a sour grape some guy got screwed and he's like well fuck it I'm this just was gonna- the original wrestling with shadows exactly <laughs> and then uh in the 30s tootsmont and a couple other guys uh sandow and uh sandow i know because he was a bodybuilder too right well he that's the original Sandow. Ah, then, then this, a wrestler called himself. This guy took yeah. It's like a, oh. and then and then today there's a wrestler named Damian Sandow who took his name from them. <laughs> oh, just, that's awesome. There's there's a lot of that. <laughs> you you get a lot of that. Yeah, you get. I'm sure you get a lot yeah. of Samsons and Atlases. Yeah, and- <laughs> there was there was Evan the Strangler Lewis, and then there became uh uh, uh oh. Then who's the uh, not Evan was the first one then. Uh, Strangler Lewis. Oh, see, now I can't remember his first name now. Richard Ramirez. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took his name from the serial killer. <laughs> right. Or was uh, it Ed the Strangler? Whatever. Then he became like, he was like megastar. Megastar. And this know. is like in the 30s, 40s, early like that? Right. Yeah. Even like a little early. I mean, like like this is so long ago, his finishing move was a headlock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we're going way back. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sure this is like pre like take the cushion off the turnbuckle yeah. and hit him into the metal part. So then in the 30s, they it, they changed it from just mat wrestling where it was like really just they were trying to simulate Greco-Roman stuff. Like, yeah, yeah like submission wrestling. And I'm like, we're talking like matches lasting, you know, five, six hours at some point jesus i mean yeah, like, it's like the old bo- old boxing used to be like 20 yeah. rounds or something like that right? so then they what toots did is he did uh uh he stood him up and it really became the wrestling that we kind of know more today of what did he call it uh western st- slam bang western style wrestling <laughs> yes <laughs> wrestling all right the so gold dust trio they did that yeah what so my introduction into wrestling and then and then it just then the characters kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then you know they like, would like it would just take one guy to yeah. be like i wear a cowboy hat and i'm southern all of a sudden right. cowboys they're like oh wait so 
what's that called? Gimmick, right? A gimmick, or, yeah. exactly. So everyone started developing their own. And once you see that, it gets your character a little more popular. Yeah. Then the promoter's like, hey, everyone needs a gimmick. Everyone needs a nickname. Everyone needs a move. Right. Everyone, and it just develops and develops. I mean, there was still, at that time, you still had the, you know, the guys who were shooters and hookers who were like, they could really beat the shit out of you. Like Luthez. Yeah. He was champion for many, many years just because they Because he could that, actually wrestle. He, like, he knew that nobody could double cross him in the ring. Because there were still instances of that shit going down. Oh, right, know? right. Where, like, that's that's the... You're supposed to take a fall in the second round right. and get pinned, and then they don't want but to. But it's like you're in there with Luthez, and the guy's like, no, I'm not going to do the job. And Lou's <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> Who's going to stop Luthez? <laughs> right. You know? And then the 40s, you get, like... I forget who Gorgeous George ripped off for his gimmick, but, like, once Gorgeous George was on TV, it yeah. was the, you know license to print money right so i remember so it's like it's like nobody nobody everybody knew what they were watching was was to be entertained you right. know but it's like you still yeah, i mean that's why we all watch sports but it's yeah. it's it's like magic you still like the blind gets blurred and you're like yeah and you and well, the, how did they do that and you also want it to be Real. Well, you just want to adjust. It's like, why Why would you go to a movie and sit there and go like, that's a prop gun. He's an actor. <laughs> she's not a slut. You know, the, the camera. That I always thought it was weird movement. that every movie should just be people going to Brad Pitt's character. Holy shit. You're like a really good looking zombie scientist. <laughs> right. Holy shit. You're a really good looking blank. Yeah. Like, no matter what he tries to play. Every movie should just be. Every movie with The Rock mm -hmm. should just be. I'm sorry. How did you get so big? Like, are you the rock? <laughs> yeah. Finally. Why are your muscles so big this late in your in your life? In Fast Six, they finally have to start writing that shit into the script. Where he's like drinking a muscle milk in like a sweat. He's like, just got my lift done. It's like we better start explaining how this uh, character who is traveling the world chasing criminals manages to also get to be three hundred pounds of pure muscle. Just staying jacked <laughs> as the day is long. Yeah, like, no one's ever, like, in Sicario, like, you know, you're, like, really pretty. You should be an actress or a model. <laughs> no. Right. Oh, you're a DEA agent? Okay. But you know you're, like, magnificently beautiful. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, you're right. No one watches movies and says that, but people will write off wrestling because it's fake. Well, then what's also hilarious is because wrestlers are, like, they're that, like, Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho all day long. Right, you know? that's like, he's he's not being fake. But it's like, every other week, there's a different Brad Pitt movie, and you just <laughs> accept, oh, he's he's Jesse James now. Oh, right, I guess you can lock into a character on wrestling. Like, Billy, what was the fucking one? Benjamin Button? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, he's not aging backwards. <laughs> there's nothing faker than that movie. <laughs> Don't tell me that Papa Shango is the is, is the real right. <laughs> real wrestler. Well, then that's a funny example because then he. That's when I fell out of wrestling. I remember distinctly like around that time. And then, do you remember the Godfather? Uh, which one was the Godfather? He was a pimp and he had the hoe train. Yes, He's yes, like, time yes. for everybody to come aboard the hoe train. <laughs> Same guy. That was Papa Shango. No, that is so fun. Is That's that just trying out gimmicks, right? Uh, and uh, you, you want to talk about like I, I like to bitch about trying to go out for auditions in Hollywood, being a fat bearded white male. Ugh. I mean, black guy in like early nineties oh, wrestling. It's like, do you want to play a pimp or a voodoo doctor? <laughs> it's right. like, well, can I just be a guy right. who wrestles? So, okay. <laughs> Okay, we have two choices for you. You can be from the ghetto or the jungle. Right. 
the other because yep. we have another black guy, but he's already a rich dude's slave. Yeah, we already know, have Virgil. We, we already have Virgil. He works for the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> he's legit, um, like yeah. a slave. He's a house. But we slave. really need somebody who's from Harlem. <laughs> that would be great. Or you could be uh, uh, Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter. <laughs> These names are See, sick. those are the things that I love the best. Like Kamala, the Ugandan giant, he's just a fat truck driver. Right. Who he got, he fell into wrestling, did his run with Hogan. Like he was in Memphis, was in, you know, uh, Dallas, does his run with Hogan, goes back to driving his truck. There's Abdullah the Butcher, the madman from the Sudan. He's my absolute favorite. <laughs> he, and he, he's like a uh, oh, like Black Hawk Down bad guy. He's right? like, <laughs> like, that's his premise. Abdullah the Butcher, he doesn't speak. He, he hides forks all over his body. He stabs people. He eats raw fish. Turns out he's just a flat, fat black guy from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, origin story into getting into wrestling because I, 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 I just I, love it it's the best but, I, like when you were young little. like yeah, yeah. Since you're, for me it was my grandma was a big wrestling fan and she I was, love that I love whenever it's somebody's grandparent or sp- especially grandma watched wrestling my grandma was a big wrestler and she got my dad into it and then when I, I was a that. kid my grandma would babysit and be like oh we gotta put on wrestling and she was not where'd you grow up what part I'm of the from, here's, the cra- here's the craziest thing is yeah. we're from New York my, my grandma actually lived on the yeah. left farm on Long Island so she was just super white trash but she had like she was like a little bit off her rocker and she believed herself like she spoke with a southern accent she changed her name she watched exclusively TNN which was the precursor to CMT which was like the the, the uh, Nashville network yeah the Nashville network she watched that's what became Spike TV yes and she watched exclusively that and wrestling and like daytime soaps you know like any that's grandma great. does and she was like she would say things like put on the radio which what was, was that what was that show on TNN with like it was like the their like flagship show with like the cowboy puppet and like oh my all god all the music and shit you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah I know about, exactly though, right? what you're talking yeah. about I can picture it in my head I could not fucking tell somebody you somebody at home is screaming yeah, the name. Uh, one of my uh, listeners who happens to be in their mid to late right. 30s yeah. who just, just <laughs> also just understands how podcasts the dial work on yeah. the fucking cable <laughs> but uh, so she got me into wrestling and I remember like the first early reps, she was like a big, and my dad would always make jokes about this guy, George the Animal Steel. Sure. Like anytime, anytime we did anything like kind of like gross or maniacal in the house, like if like I like, you know, was chewing on a pillow or, you know, like, mm-hmm. any, like I just made myself sound like a puppy. But, you know, like, you know, like you're just doing kid shit and you're, my dad would be like, oh, fuck, we got George the Animal Steel over here. And I'd be I like, who's it. that? And then my grandma showed me George the Animal Steel. And then I eventually rolled over into, you know, I, what I would say is the golden, maybe the golden era of wrestling, which was uh, unless there's a new resurgence, but like Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, like that. That's all the wrestling. That's right. my wrestling. That's definitely a golden era. Uh, the Stone Cold era, I think, was a big resurgence. Was too. the big, big resurgence. He may Stone Cold, I think, made more money, generated more money than Hogan did. But it's also you have to understand, like Stone Cold's run was so much shorter than Hogan's. Right, and and the business was better. Uh, in the latter year. Like, in, in those Stone Cold years, I feel like the business was being run better, and it was like... Definitely run better. There was more competition. There was more pay-per-views. But it's... <laughs> I, I think 
in the 80s, they might have been working more live dates. It, yeah. it, it's interesting. Yeah, so... I think me- Stone Cold sold more shirts. Those Austin 316 shirts. There was a, there was a time where those were does everywhere. You, does your podcast come out at 316? 3.16 uh, a.m. every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's so awesome. I saw that on the website. I was like, yep. that is such a fucking cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, I want to comment on so many things you said. First of all, like I lo- old, old women pro wrestling fans are my favorite. The, the, when I go to pro wrestling, I try to pretend that it is... Uh, in like not pretend, but like in my my mindset is that it is it's 1978. <laughs> I am a 82 year old woman, <laughs> and I've been watching pro wrestling since the late 1800s. <laughs> you know, because there there was an old lady who used to be in the front row of Madison Square Garden all the time called Mrs. Krieger. She lived in Baltimore. She uh, would go to uh, the 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 ball. What, what, I can't think of the name of the Baltimore arena, but she would go. Uh, she would watch in uh, Baltimore, and she would also go to the monthly shows in MSG. She sat in the front. She like would hit George the Animal Steel in the face with her purse. <laughs> I mean, this woman was like she was relentless, and, like, and she was like they used her name, like uh, like announcers and stuff. They just I, the, the announcers would be like, "Oh, Mrs. Krieger, she's uh, <laughs> getting in." Uh, and she was just the super. Now, what is that super why, fan? Why are, why did old, why were older women into it? Because it was exciting, and maybe their family were into it growing up. Yeah, or something? I don't know. It's just yeah. It's it, you used to like, especially you watch footage from the seventies. You see a lot more older people in the audience, yeah. Either at the garden or you know, in, yeah. I in, remember in, watching those over. old pay per views. Uh, oh, but also George Steele. I don't know who, if it was Larry David or somebody who wrote on Seinfeld, was had to have been a wrestling fan because <laughs> every so often there was, especially in the early years, there were rev- like there's one episode where you know Jerry calls George gorgeous George at one point because <laughs> yeah. he's got into a fight or like. In the, the, I think the parking lot episode or something, uh, or the parking garage or one of them, Kramer's explaining to George who Killer Kowalski was and what his finishing move was. But what you made me think of is when Jerry's dating Manhands. At one point, he's like, it's like I'm dating George the Animal Steel. (laughs) Great reference. That's a hot ref. And it's like, yep, right there with you, Jerry. That's really funny. Yeah, I wonder what the overlap of Seinfeld and wrestling fans are. Yeah, because there was like a Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry exposes pro wrestling. There's like that that wrestler Thor who who like cuts his tires or something. So then he... He like tells the guy's kids that wrestling is fake and stuff. Yeah. Shit, I didn't see that episode, but I, that sounds right in my mind. Maybe season one or two. Yeah. I will, I will seek it out. Wrestling's the best. It's the best. <laughs> you need to get back into it. And I, not WWE. It's just like they're 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 the biggest show in town, but they're not necessarily the best show in town. So we're know? saying like maybe WWE is Marvel or DC, and you should be reading some image imprints like PWG or should be like the yeah. creator driven comics of yeah pro you're wrestling gorilla baby <laughs> up in Reseda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, going next uh, next Friday. Well, like maybe. Well, when is this coming out? This is coming out uh, tonight. Uh, it's coming out this week. So I'm, February next Friday, I'm going to PWG up in Reseda. February twelfth. Yep. If that wasn't Lincoln's birthday, that's awesome. I wish uh, if I wasn't busy, I would get on getting to see one. But someone else, I think there is like, isn't there other local wrestling too that I think uh, some uh, of you guys are fans of? Uh, my friend Phil Del Costello, shout out to Phil. Lucha Underground. Uh, I think Lucha Underground is one they of the fans, but I think I, I think Heights. PWG might be the PWG one. PWG is is the tops. 
And it's so that's like that's regional wrestling here, and or it just comes through Reseda. No, time. they just uh, they just work an American Legion post up in Reseda, and it's just and then their business is DVDs, really. Oh, cool! And what do you and what do you like about PWG? Oh my God! It's just it's pro wrestling at its finest. It's like and, and what is it like craft pro wrestling? I hate to use like I'm trying to use parallels from other mm-hmm. like what makes you like this over no because it's it's. WWE is just one kind of wrestling. Right. Whereas PWG it's it's the way that wrestling is supposed to be whereas it's it's like the circus. You know, you don't like the acrobats, here come the clowns. You don't like the clowns, here comes the lion. Oh, right, cuz I I I did notice that like it used yeah. to be like, oh, here comes the big show versus another big guy. They'll still got right. now here comes Rey Mysterio Jr. and and and, right. and here comes some high-flying acrobatic wrestling. Here comes some yeah. tag team. Here comes two huge gimmick guys. Here comes a gimmicky match. Now even, I feel like it's just giant personality versus giant person personality yeah i mean wwf was always the big man territory right you know and then you get more of those like and that's why you really had that wcw wwf thing where it's like wwf was big man big bodies and big personalities yeah and then the southern stuff jim crockett promotions and which which eventually uh became wcw was much more of the work rate you know the athleticism and like much better matches um, more logic to you know the way things are playing out. Um, it's but it was different all over. Then you have like the shit in Memphis with Jerry the King Lawler, and he he ran that territory for years. Um, was really wild and crazy stuff. There's yeah. a great documentary about um, about that era and that company called Memphis Heat. Which I recommend to anyone. Okay. I, I love wrestling docs. Yeah. The greatest one of all time is you already mentioned it, Wrestling with Shadows. That's the Brett. Oh, by the way, m- moment for uh, Brett to Hitman Heart right now who's going through some shit. He's getting right? surgery this week for prostate cancer. <laughs> that guy's been through fucking hell. Hasn't and back. he been through enough? <laughs> I know. Poor guy. Get, yeah. Let him die or let him live. Just choose. Yeah. So Wrestling with Shadows. All right. So And then there's Beyond the Mat, which is which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think I've, I see, I've seen that yeah. one too. Yeah. Is that the one with like it's a smaller time guys or no? Is no, that... that's the one with like Jake the Snake and Terry Funk and uh, okay. Mankind. Yes, I remember yeah. which one that is. Oh fuck, dude! That... Yeah, the Jake the Snake <laughs> stuff is really dark. It's really depressing. <laughs> there's actually some I, probably on Hulu, maybe even on YouTube. Is there's a, a documentary on Glow, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? Oh, Do you remember yeah. that shit? Yes, yes, yes. That I, one's really good. That just made me think of something. We're, yeah, when we were kids and like all the old ladies were into wrestling, like is there an element of it that it is two huge oiled up beefcake guys in? Like, oh, I would definitely right. It's just something that you know a woman wouldn't have said back then, or we might not want to guess about my grandma. But maybe it, there was no undenying that she wasn't like Hulk Hogan was like a sex symbol somehow. Definitely, <laughs> like a, roid, that a roided era, out balding Florida yeah. trash monster, <laughs> just a big, just a Hulk of a man. Uh, so that that was my heyday was like Hulk and Macho Man. I loved Hulk, Macho Man, and Ultimate Warrior, just like any other mm-hmm. kid art. Like I loved all like. Uh, I was into it when The Undertaker came. Uh, when Raw was one time and the Nassau Coliseum, I'm from Long Island. Right. And Raw was at the Nassau Coliseum one time. And the R. gym I, I went to, I know, RIP the Nassau Coliseum, dude. And the gym I went to, I went in that day and I was like a bit of a meathead in my hometown. And it, they were like, it was Gold's Gym in Belmore. And they were like, dude, yep. you you should have been here today. I'm like, what? why? They were like, 
Kane was in here bench pressing 300 pounds no mask you know and it was like they were like Kane is actually stronger than the Undertaker and we were like yeah we were so pumped to find out that the Kane was stronger staunch libertarian is he yes I love that shit. Um, and that's maybe that's another cool reason to get back into wrestling now is like. You right. Because you get the because the Internet is better than it's ever been. So you can follow a lot of the backstage bullshit. I mean, most of the stuff online. And you, you could be a fan of someone yeah. and be a fan of like all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's that element, which is also very entertaining. It's it's mostly bullshit. A lot of the stuff on the internet is just take it with a grain of salt. Right. <laughs> that's a completely um, that's a blanket statement. If you yeah. want to make uh, it. yeah, for, for in general, <laughs> yeah, just in don't, general, kids, don't worry about it. But then it's like you know, like like you mentioned before, when they when they when WWE would bring in guys like Rey Mysterio Jr., they still would make them work the WWE style, like like the WWE version of a high flyer, as opposed right. to like when Ray was in Mexico and like that really, or they they kind of let them do that Lucha Libre style in WCW on Nitro, right? Yeah, which is it's just, and it's so different. You know yeah. the the stuff in Mexico is so much more different than the stuff in the states, and and the stuff in Japan is so much more different than that, or the stuff in England. You know, very unique, different styles. But then you get PWG where it's like. You you have like a high flying match that's unique unto itself. You have like a more grittier, hard hitting Japanese style match. You have a comedy match that you know a lot. You know they lots of t- Vince McMahon does not have the most su- sophisticated sense of humor in the world. Oh no, it is classic. It is like yeah. high school locker room. Like if you rub your face in someone's armpit or a butt goes on someone's face, yeah, that's funny. Any references to how small someone's pecker is or how not good in bed they are, that's fun. It's all like macho bullshit. Yeah. I mean, just just this past week, uh, R-Truth mentioned to, to Goldust, you have doo-doo on your foot. <laughs> and use those exact words. Uh, but and the, you know there's like a 12 person like made up of like some of the brightest minds in comedy and writing working in the WWE creative to, to doing their darnest and then he, it gets to Vince and he's like mm, let's uh, put no, doodle on his not. foot <laughs> guys come on yeah not good so then you PWG you get like the comedy matches you get you know um, just the, the 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 highest art form of like pro wrestling you get guys like Roderick Strong or Chris Hero or, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. These are all great names. These are great names, I right? love that they are. Those are the names of, like, superheroes that they're, they're actual, they're aliases. Like, right. Where it's like, he's not like, you know, he's not like Hercules. He's uh, Ryan Strong Jr. or whatever. Roderick Strong, uh, Ryan Strong Jr. <laughs> You've combined Joey Ryan with Roderick Strong and Zack Sabre Jr. And you have created the ultimate PWG wrestler. <laughs> Like this, like next week, it's going to be um, Dalton Castle is making his PWG debut against the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor. <laughs> that is going to be one of the funniest, most entertaining matches I can now, even imagine. I would imagine you're a bit of a comedy uh, snob. You want to you want to laugh your ass off? Just put into YouTube Chuck Taylor s- scares children. Okay, <laughs> this guy Chuck Taylor, Chucky e. T. Chuck, I've said it before, and I'll say it for the rest of my life. Chuck Taylor has never let me down. If there's a match going on, I don't care how many, if it's a six-man tag, eight-man tag, one-on-one, if Chuck Taylor's in the ring, never take your eyes off Chuck. 
He yeah. is one of the most entertaining, funny performers I've ever seen in my life. I will definitely check that out. Chuck Taylor versus children. <laughs> and he just, or just Chuck Taylor scaring kids. Put and he, that into YouTube. I will totally oh check that out. Oh my God, it's so funny. That's awesome. So, uh, and then Dalton Castle you would like. He wrestles in Ring of Honor. See, PWG is just like they bring in the best talent of indie, basically of just indie wrestling yeah just the non-wwe talent they bring in guys from the guys from new japan pro wrestling have come in from from mexico from AAA, from from the uk from progress wrestling icw from ring of honor which is basically the number two promotion in the country right now uh there's also TNA, which they just can't get their shit together. That name sounds familiar. Oh, they, they were boy. on Spike for a bit. Yeah. Go back to Spike. Total nonstop action. <laughs> TNA. It's what like, a... First of all, change that. Right. That's such a great name to call your wrestling TNA is already TNA. so like weirdly tacky. And Ugh. then, the, then the, the acronym stands for total nonstop action is yeah. e- even more embarrassing. It's like, oh, God. It would be less gross if it was for tits and ass. If you just tits, yeah, <laughs> it would be less gross if it was tits and ass wrestling. Um, so in PWG, do these do any of these guys have? Now this is just another element I want to talk about because it's my one of my favorite parts of wrestling is yeah. Do any of these guys have like over the top gimmicks that are ridiculous and don't fit? Because it sounds like it's more like in the world of like it's not there isn't a guy who's undead and comes out of a coffin and. Like that—that that was the thing when I, I remember. Well, no, I mean, you, they there is a lot of elements of the the Japanese lucha style, you know, like uh, the the main guy. He doesn't show up all the time, but there is Super Dragon, who's like the scariest motherfucker in the world. Like the lights will shut off, and all of a sudden I they come back it. on, and Super Dragon standing in the ring, and he's I just love it. dressed in all black, black mask, like fucks the shit up. Yeah, I love oh, that. Oh, fucking crazy. I love that. That reminds me of... All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a little bit before we go back into more modern stuff and talk about... Uh, so I fall off of WWE around the time that everyone's gimmicks are getting like a little... I had a hard time yeah. reconciling. It's like, wait a minute. Is Can Undertaker be pinned? He already has come back from the dead like right. three times. And, uh, and, shit, and shit like that. And it didn't bother me at first, but I think at the same time I was getting a little bit older. And then uh, the WCW versus NWO came out for Nintendo 64. Oh, that was a hot game. And that was a hot game. It was so fun to play. Mm-hmm. And you, I didn't know any WCW stuff. I knew, like, I from being a WWE, WWF fan, yeah. I knew about Sting and, and the Steiner Brothers was about it. Right. And then you find out that Hulk Hogan's in there under, like, a new biker mentality. And then Macho, all these people are in there. And you're like, what? What is this game? Wait, that's, that's Razor Ramon. That's Diesel. Right. Oh shit! Wait, who are these guys? And 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 NWO was like the fucking bad boys. They were like who you wanted to be. Where they were like they don't even give a fuck about wrestling. Cool heels. <laughs> yeah, they were cool heels. Yeah. It was like the ba- ba- hip bad guys that you liked. And then that I jumped back on and watched a lot of WCW NWO around uh, a lot of WCW Nitros and yep. Thursday Night Thunders for a while at that point. Thunder! Thunder on Thursday, yeah, that, and that was so bad compared to Nitro. Wow. But I, I got so into it because of that game, and it was really funny that I got into it like backwards sort of again. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with NWO and the Wolf Pack and sweet, you know, all the... Don't turn your back on the Wolf Pack because <laughs> you might wind up in a body bag. <laughs> 
There are guys so, now like uh, the the Scotty young... too. Uh, 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 oh, uh, no, no, Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner was a uh, pump. Uh, Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump. I called myself Big Papa Pump at, at all the time. I was when I was lifting weights. I'm like, ooh, Big Papa Pump, because he was so muscular. He was so Dude. roided out of his fucking head. You want to you want to have some fun on YouTube? There's a video. There's two of them now. There is a video called. I think it's just called Two Hours of Scott Steiner Stories. <laughs> You think he was entertaining in the ring. You should hear about the crazy shit. And his brother, too, Rick Steiner. Rick, Those uh, guys. What was were, his name? The Dogface Kremlin? The Dogface Imagine Kremlin. that was your you wrestling it. nickname. That is brutal. <laughs> and like like a nickname he got before, before he got doing into pro WWE, wrestling. Yeah, they just called him the good just, dog. <laughs> just when they were collegiate wrestlers. Like the Steiners. Oh, they're nuts. Yeah, this guy is the Dogface Gremlin. Yeah. It's like the Gremlin would be a mean enough nickname, but he got to add that he has a dog face. But like Scott Steiner promos, they are some of the fucking wildest, funniest things in the world. That's actually, that's an awesome point because that's the next thing I was going to talk about was the thing, what, once you get over... Once you're like, I don't know, maybe as I got older and I started doing performances and doing mm -hmm. comedy and stuff, I went back and like watched. So I used to do this weekly show at uh, UCB East with Ben Rogers and Gavin Spieler, friends of the podcast. Uh, we did an improv show. And after every improv show, we'd grab beers and go down and hang out and watch on one of our phones <gasps> just old wrestling promos or old characters that failed super hard. Like yeah. we would try to find weirder gimmicks and we'd have like an email chain and we'd be like, all right, Wednesday night, we're all going to, we, we have these three videos we want to watch. And we got old, I didn't realize how awesome of performances promos were when I was young. You know oh, what I mean? Like yeah. I was just like, so if you're not sure what a That is an art unto itself. And it's just, and I've learned so much from rewatching them of just about mm -hmm. being like an entertainer. These, so for those of you who don't know, the promos are like when they're like, well, you know me, Gene. You know, like when they talk to the microphone or being uh, talk into the microphone or being interviewed by Mean Gene or whoever. When they're selling the show. When they're basically. selling the yeah. show, yeah. You when they're promoting the, the building. That's that's an old wrestling adage. Talk them into, talk the into the building. And those, rewatching some of those, dude, I was like, I missed, like, I rewatched like a bunch of Ultimate Warrior promos, which are fucking amazing. <laughs> oh my God. But when I, I remember being like, I loved Ultimate Warrior when I was a kid. I guess I never knew that his gimmick was that he is descended from Valhalla or whatever. You know, just, just <laughs> yeah. Some of it was just what is he talking about? It's so awesome. Where is he? Where is he going? You watch uh, Macho Man. Mm -hmm. You you kind of casually referenced it before the Elizabeth uh, Miss Elizabeth. Oh yeah, Mean Gene, cream of the crop, yeah. Oh yeah, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. I love that. Like it would be like Hulk Hogan's gonna rape her if you don't like killing. Like, Hulk Hogan, you got lust in your eyes for Elizabeth. <laughs> and oh, uh, Ultimate Warrior cut gr great promos. Ric Flair is like the fucking Flair, best. the greatest. Flair. Me and my so I went He's away. Like, take a look at him, Daddy. Six hundred dollar lizard shoes. <laughs> yeah, limo riding. <laughs> That's why my suit costs five thousand dollars. Yours costs two hundred, and I don't even wouldn't even dare to guess what your suit costs. I'd be ashamed to wear it. <laughs> so fucking. Aw Ric the Flair best. was, but uh, so I'm jumping around a lot here. But I went. But to also, you would believe it. Like you would, you know. It's it's you. you it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't have to think wrestling is real, but you believe that they believe it's real. You that that's that's exactly I was, you know? uh, that's a great way to phrase. It. You're like 
whether or not this is real, Ric Flair is really into this. Like yeah. he believes himself to be Ted DiBiase is ravishing. Rick Rude is one of the ugliest human beings I've ever seen, and his gimmick is that he's so sexy, so women looking. faint. <laughs> Cut the music. Cut the music. <laughs> what I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, sweaty, out of work. Inner city sweat hogs <laughs> to shut your mouth so the ladies can see what a real sexy man looks I like. Love, and then even going back to Shawn Michaels, uh, his fucking theme music, just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. <laughs> I think I'm cute. I know, I know I'm sexy. sexy. That was always my I favorite. I got the moves. That I think he's cute. He, he knows for sure he's sexy. <laughs> but I might be cute. I'm only halfway sure I'm cute. And I loved, like, those. that's just great character work. Like, yeah. And, and, and I loved, I love really weird gimmicks, too. Like, you know, like, I loved, Pop, like, Papa Shango was, mm-hmm. was genuinely scared me when I was a kid. When he made the Ultimate Warrior vomit and have, like, black yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, green, the, the green stuff, that, sli- like, coming down his face. Yeah, he had, like, shit. slime pouring all over his yeah. forehead, which in hindsight was, you know, it, all those. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, he put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior. I was like, no, right. no, black magic. <laughs> I'm so scared of voodoo. And I loved all those. So we would watch crazy gimmicks, shitty wrestlers, and promos. But rewatching those old promos and rewatching old matches, I was like, fuck, man. These people, like, the way Ric Flair would take a punch, like, walk three steps, and then just. I, I've my the brother flare flop the flare flop. My brother is obs- one of my brothers is obsessed with that, and he texts random gifts of the flare flop. We became we were in Amsterdam. Uh, we couldn't get anything on the TV at night uh, for a bachelor party. And it turns out, like, going to a bachelor party in Amsterdam, you're like, yeah, man, it's going to be wild. But it's like, you can't smoke weed all day and then do anything else. Like, <laughs> So we would be, like, back at the hotel trying to – and we couldn't get anything. But we could get the WWE network off of a friend's computer. Oh, I love it. Because um, there's no, like, regionality. Like, you can't get Hulu or Netflix uh, outside of America. Uh, without a spe- like, but we can get WWE, and we watched all these old Royal Rumbles, and the flare flop is just three steps, whoop, and then a complete. It's like a cartoon. It's like right. the Wiley e. Coyote falling, and it's amazing. It's, it's like the coolest. I don't know who came. If he was the first one, to, I, I'm sure people did it before him because that's, that's yeah. Cause it's Greg, like cartoonishly old. Greg the Hammer Valentine would do it as well too. I feel like Hacksaw Jim Duggan would do it too. I feel like, but maybe I'm. Uh, I don't know. One of those like jobber looking guys that uh, I always like those dudes. Oh, and so another dude who I became a huge fan of in high uh-huh. school, uh, who changed wrestling for me too, was Bill Goldberg. Wow! <laughs> I wore a sleeveless Goldberg <laughs> "Who's Next" shirt underneath my football pants for show. every game for f- uh, three years of high school football because I was like, "That's my good luck shirt. This pumps me up." Putting on my sleeveless "Who's Next" shirt. <laughs> Wow. I love it that it was just a dude with a Jewish name. He had like the name of a dentist. Just, no gimmick, just was jacked and mm-hmm. and won a hundred matches in a row. Would just come out and beat people up and then leave. <laughs> Bill Goldberg. There was a he time was the hottest thing going for a second. I was about to say there was a time when a dude whose name was just Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. And he won a hundred matches plus in a row. Man, undefeated. They blew it. They blew it with him so hard. They dropped the ball, right? 
all they had to do was just have him keep winning, just walk out, just slowly build up. Right. And then they 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 brought him too soon against like Hogan or something, right? Didn't they put him up against someone big too early? Yeah, they rushed it. They rushed the Hogan match. That could have been the main event of you know Starcade, their WrestleMania. Yeah, they should have been building to that. Instead, they they gave it away for free on TV on Nitro. Right. It's also it's just it's it, then they beat him too soon. They had Kevin, of course Kevin Nash had to beat him. Right. <laughs> Scott Hall hit him with like a cattle prod. Oh, I like, remember all this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, and like I think what always happens too with those characters is like when he spears someone and then that person gets up and they make it a big deal that that person gets up. It sort right. of eliminates all the excitement of the spear in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah, they could have kept it going, but they. Uh, they killed it. That was the end. As soon as they beat him, that was that was right. Well, his that gimmick was, was that he was undefeated too. So like you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard yeah. when you get to be hundred and six and zero to be like, well, he's only got one loss. Like that just <laughs> takes away his entire right. gimmick. <laughs> yep. Uh, I fucking loved Goldberg too. All right. So what, what else? What else should I be watching? You need to be watching Lucha Underground. Uh, that's on El Rey Network. So be- that's is that a? That is by far the best pro wrestling tv show probably ever it's not a they are it's not the, a drama about wrestling i thought it was a tv show you could, about you could you could make that argument like it's it's not it is presented like that it's presented like a action movie that takes place in a you know it, it's it's a warehouse down in boyle heights they call it the temple dario cueto's Temple. Oh, that's awesome. Welcome to my temple. I love violence. I think my friend Luis is on that show. <laughs> What's your I'm, friend Luis? Um, he is like a Latino. He's a Spanish guy. Like I, I, I we, we could talk about that off air. I'll, I'll show you a picture. Is he Dario Cueto? Uh, possibly. Like, is he like a ref? Well, I, we, don't worry. We don't have to look it up. We'll, we'll sort it. Now out. I want to know. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll tweet it out. Is after. he just like a good looking actor? Type yeah. Guy. Yeah. Maybe that's him. Oh, uh, could be. I don't know could what be. his real name is. Yeah. All right, that's really funny. We'll find out. Um, um, so I should be watching Lucha Underground on the El Rey Network. Yes. Go if you. If, I believe I just heard season one is going to be available uh, on iTunes. Luis Ooh. Fernandez Gill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Dario Your buddies with him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking amazing. He's really funny in real life, too. He's really? Fucking, yeah. He's great. He's a great guy. That's really funny. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, because he's, he's like the, the heel authority figure. Oh, awesome. You know? I, so now... I Actually, this is the second thing I've wanted to watch on El Rey, because I listened to an interview with Robert Rodriguez, and he was talking about his show, The Director's Chair. Oh, and I guess that's on El Rey, and that looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, like, it, interviews, like, Quentin Tarantino for, like, two hours. <laughs> It's on demand as well. Ooh, there we go. Easy way Get to watch into it. <laughs> Get into it. Uh, and so Lucha Underground just has good wrestling in it too. Absolutely. It's 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 um really the parent company as far as the wrestling goes would be uh from uh, in Mexico there's a their biggest promotion is called AAA. Um and so you get a lot of talent from there. Um some of them under different gimmicks, different guises, but you you also have like some uh, PWG talent that you'll see, some Southern California wrestlers there. This is one, one guy, Ricochet, who's just absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Probably the the best high flyer in oh, the awesome. business right now. He wrestles under a mask as Prince Puma. There's uh, Rey Mysterio is on Lucha Underground now. Oh, awesome. Um, there's Mil Muertes. 
He's he's basically he's kind of like their Undertaker, <laughs> oh, that's the it. man of a thousand deaths. <laughs> oh, Mil Muertes, yeah, Mil Muertes, one thousand deaths. <laughs> and then uh, I just put that together. Speaking of the, I mean, there's there's Son of Havoc, Evil East, Angelico. They're a trio. They're unbelievable. Son, Son of Havoc, you would love. He's like he's like a biker with like this black mask. He's like this little white guy, but he's got this huge beard sticking out of his mask. He does crazy shit. Angelico. Must have a death wish. He does these crazy jumps. There's Aerostar, Phoenix, fucking like really cool shit. Drago. Drago's a dragon. You'd like him. He's a dragon. (laughs) And this is all on Lucha Underground. This is all on Lucha Underground. Or AAA or both. This is Lucha Underground. A lot of them are AAA talent, but uh, it's it's Lucha Underground is the show. There's Cage, big jacked up guy. You know, there's um, Joey Ryan from PWG. He's going to be on this season of Lucha Underground. Oh, that's awesome. I think Lucha Underground might be my way in or to go to a live PWG event with some friends. PWG is a hard ticket to get, but you, you, you can do it. You can do it, but you got to be fast on that refresh when the tickets go on sale. It uh, sells out in like three minutes. Oh, that's a, I saw Star Wars opening night, and so I, I can oh, handle the okay. refresh. I can handle the refresh. Yeah, because the thing with Lucha Underground is like it's not like they don't present it like it's a wrestling show. Yeah, it's more about. It's not like a live sporting event. It's like Studio Sixty. Like they don't have um, replays. They don't have instant replays on it, which makes sense because it's not. A wrestling show, it's a show about wrestling. Right, right. But you know? the matches within it are cool enough that... Super cool. And then the backstage is, it's, you know, like you watch Nitro or Monday Night Raw, especially Raw. They're, they used to be a lot better about that it's it's a live show and, and it's a sporting event. And the, they the, are they aware that the cameras are there? You yeah, know, yeah. sometimes they are, sometimes like, they aren't. Did they blow up Vince McMahon's card? Did he know he was being filmed? Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, there are there are moments, especially on Raw, when you're like, why would they be having this conversation, cheated out to camera? Yeah, why are they standing in the same... Why are these guys who are yeah. going to fight later on in the same locker room having a conversation? Yeah, yeah, well, we used to talk about that. Like, shouldn't the backstages of every WWE event just be constant fist fights? <laughs> yeah, Everybody right hates each exactly. other. Exactly. We're like, no, yeah. we're not wrestling for an hour. It's like, well, hey, can I borrow your tape? Hey, fuck yeah. you, man. <laughs> like, it's it's like, well, Matt Hardy blew up Jeff Hardy's house and killed his dog. Shouldn't they? They should probably settle this in the ring. Oh, nothing makes me more happy than like running through the history between two wrestlers. Like when, oh, you're, when yeah. you're like when when no, someone who doesn't know you like like even like it's Breaking worse than Desperate happened, Housewives. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like oh, he killed his dog, yeah. blew up his house. He blew up the car, but his wife was waiting. And you know, it's like well, yeah, well, it, Junkyard Dog had just had a new baby girl. She was born, so then Michael P.S. Hayes blinded Junkyard Dog so he couldn't see his baby. <laughs> So then they had to have a match at the Superdome in New Orleans. <laughs> to, to settle that. <laughs> How many times you sell out the Superdome? Junkyard dog. Oh. So Super uh, 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 Lucha Underground, the best. Best TV. Because their backstage is, they shoot it like... It's a TV show. Like a TV show, like it's the God Eye view. They're, they're, they are not aware the cameras are there. Oh, see, that's they, cool. They edit... Because like with with Raw, it's like everything is live, 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 and then you know we're in you know Hunter's office, we're in Stephanie's office, but it's just a room with a curtain and a TV, and then right. they're standing, cheated to camera, having an awkward conversation. Right, because it's like a stage play; it's like a three-hour right, play. Right, right. Whereas shooting. like Lucha Underground, it's like they have editing, they do close-ups, they have music, you know, <laughs> right. they set yeah. mute mood. It's fucking yeah, it's, brilliant. It's 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 openly scripted. <laughs> yes, it's, it is a TV show that has wrestling on it, which is just brilliant. This they, might that might be my way back in to get started. Check that it out because because so I'm into watching television and I should see watch Luis on TV. Do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. Yeah, you should watch NXT. NXT. Yes, that's good too. That's that's a WWE product, but it's totally separate. 
It's um, on paper, it's their developmental territory down in Orlando, Florida. So you get like a lot of new talent that they're developing, that they like they're training people to be wrestlers, like the minor leagues, more or less. Yeah, uh, and then uh, they have brought in, but that's also. Because Triple H runs that territory, basically. Nice. I'm a big fan of Triple H. I listen to him You'll on some podcasts, uh, not being a wrestler, just being himself and talking about like training and his life. And I'm like, yeah. I actually dig this dude. <laughs> so then, and then they've brought in, basically, NXT has kind of transformed from just the developmental territory, getting people ready for the main roster into a separate brand itself. And they are kind of recreating that PWG ring of honor indie wrestling show experience. And they've brought in a lot of some of the, they've rated a lot of the, the top, indie talent like a lot of former pwg guys are there a lot of former ring of honor because guys it's like are there. the step to the big show right but then it's also a lot of the best talent they're not bringing up to the main roster they're they, keeping, they, they're keeping at, at, at nxt and uh, at nxt sorry and that's sort of like a the indie arm of wwe they're like we'll like, we'll do our like indie low budget cool stuff right here. It, it'd yeah. be like what, what was the what's 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 the the publication that DC Comics does. Yeah, uh, like, it's not Vantage, but it's something like I know what like you're talking about. Like with Sandman and, and yes. Swamp Thing and stuff. Yeah, that has like their like culty kind of cult yeah. following type stuff. That's that, the best yeah. parallel I can draw. What? Vertigo. Vertigo. Vertigo, thank, thank you. you, Chris. Yes, Vertigo. Um that's a <laughs> that uh um that's awesome. Uh and do you get into it I'm, i might get it see here's the other thing too is that this yeah. sounds like and then there's new japan pro wrestling which is a whole other can of worms and is that all japanese people yes it's in japanese it's <laughs> well it's not all japanese people there's american guys but usually the americans are the heels over in japan oh that's fair that enough. goes way back man like to world war Two, <laughs> dude this is this is what it was after world war Two. The American GIs that were still there, they loved pro wrestling. That's what they wanted to see. Pro wrestling started up in Japan. And then, I'm not even joking, that is how Japan healed as a nation oh after God, World War II. Bold choice. Was they watched <laughs> their, their hero, Riki Dozan, which recently Dave Meltzer, uh, editor and proprietor of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which <laughs> Phil Donahue called the New York Times of pro wrestling news. <laughs> oh, my God. Matt, you're scaring me. <laughs> he likened Ricky Dozan to the probably the only equivalent in our country would be John F. Kennedy. Wow. <laughs> Ricky Dozan, like, le- like they teach it in school books in Japan. <laughs> and his whole gimmick was he would fight evil white Americans and beat them. Uh, that's awesome. And that was how Japan healed, and they got their pride back and their face back, and they, they healed as a country through watching pro wrestling. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, so that's still <laughs> part of it today. Evil white Americans. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of it here in America, is evil Definitely. white Americans. Yeah. Um, so, and... There's a... Like, when Brian Cage was in AAA, uh, he was a bad guy, so he would wear a Donald Trump t-shirt. <laughs> That's so awesome. Is that brilliant or what? I, I, to, like, Stone Cold is so funny to me because he was like a character that, like, by his style would be a heel in... Right. Yeah. Well, it's also, you look at Hulk Hogan, because really what it was is, is superstar Billy Graham was uh, a huge heel. Bruno Sammartino, the ultimate babyface, yeah. you know? 
And then, so we're we're talking this in you know Bruno's the '60s, and then Superstar comes in in the the '70s, and they were supposed to be booing. The people were supposed to be booing Superstar Billy Graham, but they loved him because he was just so cool. He was so cocky and cool, and really, he, like he was the guy that really brought in like the bodybuilder physique into wrestling and stuff. Right. And uh, Vince Senior, Vince McMahon's father. Uh, was like, no, he's a heel, but like everybody's like, no, they're turning him babyface. You know, he needs to be a like he should be the. Is the... that kind of what happened with The Rock too? No, I mean The Rock was. More, I mean, that's what happened with Stone Cold. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold was, was a supposed... bad guy that was just so cool and entertaining that the people turned him babyface. And you could see how the traditional, maybe even stereotypical yeah. wrestling audience might enjoy Stone Cold Steve Austin in that he's got like jean right. shorts and he chugs beer. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And he hates his boss. <laughs> yeah. But like Hulk Hogan was a babyface that wrestled like a heel because he would do things that like... The cocky moves. like The cocky moves. hear the applause. The flexing. Scratching the back. Like Hogan would cheat. You know, right. we'd be like, but it would always be leading up to like, it would be some sort of form of justice. Right, right, right. Like the he bad would guy. cheat to beat Big Boss Man. Like, yeah. But, but it would always be like Big Boss Man always hit people with the uh, with the, uh, the the nightstick. Yeah. And then finally Hulk Hogan would be the one to get the nightstick and use it on Big Boss Man. Right, right. Ho- Hogan cheated like the way your favorite like scrappy action hero would like. Exactly. The way Bruce Willis would like. You know, when we're like, finally, someone's doing it to them. Right. That's you deserve that. Yes. That's really funny. You said um, th- real quick aside about Stone Cold. So when I was back into DX and all that shit in high school, we had to make a health video. Uh, <laughs> one of the projects in health was you had to make a video that was like five to ten minutes long that addressed some issue. And I made a video with some friends, uh, shout out to Brannigan, Domenico, Travis, every one of those guys, where uh, it was about steroid abuse, and I played Stone Cold Steve Austin, who refused to take steroids, even though he had an upcoming match against Degeneration X, wow. and but then Legion of Doom comes and rescues me, but it's literally me in like jean shorts with a bald cap on, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like chugging uh, uh, vitamins instead of steroids. I'm like, I refuse to cheat, and then like we like like oh. I do take steroids to try to win, and then I get like hurt because I'm like not myself and I'm angry, like all this shit. But mostly the teacher was like, What is this video? It's like four minutes of my two friends being Shawn Michaels, being the Degeneration X, and just taking way too long. It's like the whole problem. They walk out, it's like, uh, Suck it. We're doing all this shit. The teacher's like, What? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Oh, boy. I was hoping you were going to say, you got poison ivy, so you had to take steroids. Uh, is that is that an excuse? That's like a thing. Yeah, there's like a... Because you would fail a drug test if you had poison ivy and had to take... Uh... Boss, I had poison ivy that week. <laughs> uh, so, um, do you still watch WWE, though? Is oh, definitely. It, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, there, there's there's problems with it, but it's like, it's still... It's still the big it's show. It's still great. You know, WrestleMania is still the biggest show of the year. And do you have any wrestlers that, like... Uh, On the current it, roster of WWE, you got to be checking out Dean Ambrose. Uh, people tell me I look or I seem like Kevin Owens. Is that a Kevin guy? Owens. Kevin Owens. He's like a... Former PWG talent, Kevin Steen. Uh, now he's Kevin Owens. He's awesome. And what's his... Does he have anything or is he just like a big... I, like he's just a big, fat, bearded guy, right? Right. <laughs> From Montreal. He does... Uh, like he... His whole thing is that he's... All the best heels are justified. You know, they think that they're baby faces. Right, so it's right. like he's like he's got a family, he's got a son. 
So he's doing every anything he can to, to win to and... provide for his family. Oh my god! You know, but then it's also it's like, but you're a piece of shit because you're like you're hiding behind this excuse. You know, you you yeah. walk out of matches, you cheat, you know, cheap right. shots. <laughs> but he's fucking amazing. He's he always runs his mouth during matches. He's always talking shit. Oh, that's great. There was a gif that was going around this week where he's walking out and he just whacks a sign out of a little kid's hand. <laughs> Like real oh, heel. It man. might be really fun to play a heel, to, to be oh, like a heel in wrestling. They, be- they, they, all of them would much rather be heels than babyface. Well, babyface is sell more merchandise. So right, right. You know. And you get to have more fans. But right. being a heel has got to be a blast. Just like, fuck you people. Just going out there having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Hate everyone. Shit on everything. I, those are my favorite heel premises, mm-hmm. too, that like the WWF sucks. And it's like, <laughs> now your premise is that you don't even want to be participating in the thing you're doing. It's right. like, it makes no sense. I this is all this. bullshit. I hate this. All right, well, time for me to do my ladder match. <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good guys that are hurt right now. Did I mention Dean Ambrose? You said Dean Ambrose. You'd love Dean Ambrose. He's unstable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Brock Lesnar. Do you remember him? I remember him, yeah. He's back in a big way. Oh, awesome. Uh, what else? You got... Uh, and Brock Lesnar, the UFC, the brief UFC stint he did. Right. That's a fucking... You're a maniac if you go from pro wrestling to the actual like actual combat and then back. And then back. <laughs> he's like... I mean, he's he's got like a quadruple crown that will never never be repeated because he was in the olympics too he was no no, he was ncaa champion uh kurt angle was in the olympics yes he won two gold medals he won a gold medal for greco-roman and freestyle Freestyle, which is like something that's also impossible that's just impossible and and then also in uh he came out later admitting that um his i don't know if it was for the freestyle of the greco-roman but he had a broken neck that he hid from the olympic committee and then went to a doctor to just shoot novocaine into his neck oh and then he wrestled the finals oh, against like an iranian or somebody with a broken freaking neck what a goddamn maniac what a maniac what a <laughs> his book is crazy when he talks about training for the olympics like he would train he would take one day off a month that was his routine and then he would just sit around and didn't know what to do with himself Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can't even fucking... I've, I've been trying to go... Did you jo- see Foxcatcher? Yes. He was in that camp. He was in the Foxcatcher camp. Like, Dave Schultz was his coach. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Dave that- Schultz was getting him ready for, for Atlanta for 96. Oh, my God. I had no idea. That's yeah. awesome. Now, oh, yeah. now I'm going to read Kurt Angle's book based on this conversation alone. Dude. Right there. Yeah. Oh, oh that's fucking, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what about... Who's Colt Cabana? Colt Cabana is uh, the the king of wrestling podcasts. He has the art of wrestling. He he basically he does what the fuck, but with wrestlers. Oh, but he's not a wrestler. No, he's a wrestler. He's an indie guy, but he's like you know he does uh, a lot of stand up and he does uh, oh, improv okay. and shit. He's always at Edinburgh. He brings his show over there. That's really fun because he tweeted a picture of Marty. it's Colt Cabana. <laughs> Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. <laughs> I don't know anything, what uh, any of these references. But that's another fun thing, too, about this world is just hearing the, the oh, proper the, nouns of things you don't fully understand. Is CM been... Punk, do you know him? Yes. He, he just quit, and he went to UFC. Oh, he's Jesus. He's he's training for... Uh, they. If they play their cards right, UFC 200 will be the biggest pay-per-view they've ever done. Because if they do... 
Conor McGregor versus whoever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. That guy again. You want to talk about cutting heel promos? Talk Dude, him into the well, building. Con- Conor McGregor brought Conor that. McGregor. People started bringing that shit into UFC. Yep. Uh, bringing well, the they per- brought in they- Paul Heyman. And then Paul, you know Paul Heyman? He's the guy that ran ECW. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then really he was like crafting promos for like, you know, I think when Brock Lesnar was there, they brought in Paul Heyman. And now Paul Heyman is his manager in WWE. Right, right. Well, he was his manager originally in WWE back in the day. But at any rate, yeah, the emphasizing prom like if you can talk and you can fight. You fucking got it, gold. Right, because that's going to sell tickets. People yeah. are going to people love Conor McGregor, even though he is like a and young. people hate Conor McGregor because it is that because like Muhammad Ali. The reason Muhammad Ali started cutting those fucking money promos is because of Gorgeous George and and also because of classy Freddie Blassie. Right, because it was just like he started taking that attitude into I'm the best, I'm the greatest. Because he's yeah. like you know. Uh, Everybody shows up. They want to see me get beat, but everybody there paid two hundred dollars a seat. <laughs> yeah, that's such a fucking great fucking line. Muhammad Ali, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and also, oh, yeah, UFC so like, two hundred, and then that could be Rousey home again. Rousey home for that rematch, and then and then CM, CM Punk's, Punk's debut. Yeah, fucking forget it. Yeah, if you can get some uh, WWF uh, pro wrestling heads to jump to that pay per view, that's oh those are people who a are willing to spend money on pay per views. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should listen to Cole Cabana's interview he did with CM Punk when he left, and he give he just lays it all out of why he left, what his experience was like there. Oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah, uh, Cole Cabana tweeted a picture of Marty Jannetty at me because one of my characters on Comedy Bang Bang, Gino Lombardo, always brings up Marty Jannetty because he's always like Marty Jannetty was at this. Because one time in real life, I was at a bar on Long Island and Marty Jannetty was there at like in like two. Ma- you saw Marty Jannetty in a bar? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't believe this. <laughs> right, and I was I'm obsessed with that specific because we were all genuinely excited about it. So I bring it up. My character Gino brings it up all the time. That's and hilarious. Cole Cabana just tweeted a picture of Marty Jannetty. I mean, I'm like, is Cole Cabana a wrestler? I don't know anything about this guy, but I know his, oh, his yeah. name sounds familiar. And I met Dolph Ziggler doing Dan Black's uh, Dolph wrestling. Dolph stand up too. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a lot of, of stand-up. Course. Why wouldn't these guys also like comedy? Because it is so yeah. close to what they do. They are huge. It's, it's, it's funny. You find more and more comedians or wrestling fans and then find more and more wrestlers that are comedy fans. It totally makes sense. There's a huge overlap. Sense. And I actually, for in you know in uh, UCB New York, there's UCBW like every Thursday right. night during cage match. There's like a long running continuity of wrestlers, and I did that for like two years, and that was another kickback into. I wasn't even watching wrestling at the time, but it was definitely I was definitely calling on all my old promos, like right. all my love of all that shit. <laughs> And that um, uh, it totally makes sense. It's performing, yep. and often it's comedy, or it's at least getting a rise out of the audience, which is sometimes what it's comedy very is. Very entertaining. I mean, yeah. the, the the ultimate example of the two merging would be Andy Kaufman, right? Which is because he he became a comedian. Well, he became a performer. He I don't think Andy would, would call, call himself, himself a comedian. comedian. Yeah, <laughs> but he wanted to be a wrestler again. Grew up on Long Island. Watched WWWF. And then um, called called uh, he, Bill Apter, uh, who ran uh, several uh, wrestling magazines back in the day. He brokered the call, uh, called Vince McMahon Sr. Again, Vince McMahon Sr. missing the boat, being like, no. that <laughs> Not the, for us. This guy from the number one TV show in the country, <laughs> Taxi, wants to work with you. And he's like, no, thank you. All, Vince McMahon Sr. said to Hulk Hogan, no, you can't be in Rocky Three. So Hulk quit 
and then like went back to you know the, he went to the AWA and then goes on fucking becomes the biggest wrestler in the world was on Johnny Car was on was on Johnny fucking Carson before he went back to WWF. So and all because he didn't want to let him go to go do Thunderlips, which was only right. going to bring up his profile overall. And so then the. Uh, so it's it's what's unfortunately a lot of people you know you you there's a lot of things you can nitpick about WWE. I think the biggest thing is that Vince is now he's become his father. He can't see the forest for the trees. He's surrounded himself by you know yes men and toadies and and family and and, and it's because like but definitely listen to the Colt Cabana CM Punk podcast because he's like you know when he's like quitting and he's saying to him he's like how how you can't be this out of touch. Like last year was, was my year. Like I was the hottest thing going and you blew it. This year is Daniel Bryan's year. He's the hottest thing going. You blew it. He's like, he should be the main event. He's like, you know, well, like, he's like, you're going to be, this is, I can't get into the whole thing, but he's like, he's like, for those of you just listening, Matt is red. red. (laughs) I am am sweating blood. (laughs) But he's Papa like, Shango got to him. But he's like, he's like, you're gonna have Randy Orton versus Dave Batista as the main event at Mania, and he's like, oh, it's gonna be the biggest main event of all time. He's like, you are so out of touch. How right. are you not? They don't. He doesn't realize who the fans are reacting to because he's got his idea of what wrestling should be, right. and fans are gonna just choose who they want to like. And he's just getting in his own way, right? Yeah, Daniel Bryan. I feel like he was. I I heard someone referencing him a bunch recently that he's oh, like yeah. really interesting, and he's kind of like uh, not what was no one. He's like a surprise that he was so big. Is that the dude that? couldn't believe like that he just blew up and people were like well it's it's he got over despite the way that wwe booked him like like it's it's a it's a it a it's it speaks to how talented he really is it's a triumph (laughs) yes 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 awesome uh but you know seth rollins he's amazing but he's hurt cesaro's hurt a lot of them are hurt right now but uh you know, it's just great, great shit going and there, on. And there, and we're past the time of just shooting steroids and uh, uh, codeine into your neck and getting back out there and just ra- like uh, those. They take they take much better care of the performers now. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Which is not saying that you know that's just. But that well, was all, that was the Olympics too. That right. Was, well, yeah. I was just I'm I'm, I'm referencing uh, just how the like those poor wrestlers that would just be on painkillers and steroids their whole lives. Right. Well, I mean, they still they get hurt and they get you know. They, it's it ain't easy. <laughs> no, it's a rough job. That's it's a, a physical a, job where you travel around the world. That's a tough gig. Yeah, and it's sad. It's but low. it's not as bad as it used to be. I it's mean, they used to be. You know, like Hulk Hogan was on the road three hundred plus days out of yeah. the year, like three hundred and thirty days out of the year, probably. Ugh. And guys like Andre the Giant who are, aren't even like physically capable yeah. of doing half the shit. Well, then you get somebody like Andre. He's just like he didn't want it. Like. What else is he going to do? Like right. He, yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to be with the wrestlers and be out drinking. And right. Stuff. Yeah. He just wanted to be like, he can't just move pianos your whole life. Here you go. <laughs> Anybody like a peanut? Um, is that your Andre the Giant? <laughs> nope. It's a terrible one. Right? <laughs> Does anybody want a peanut? Anybody like a peanut? Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I wish I could do an Andre the Giant. I want to challenge but... you for a, the, the, the world title match at the WrestleMania 3. <laughs> um, all right. So let's just before. Before we get out of here, we got to wrap this up. I'm just curious, all your all- oh, and wa- oh, you know what? Watch New Japan Pro Wrestling Friday nights on Access TV. Okay, so they have they have an English version of their show. Oh, okay, with 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 English commentators. 
uh, English-speaking commentators, and then before and after, the packages are subtitled, so you get an idea of what the story is going in, and then th- those matches are crazy. That's on Access. Access. Okay. A-X-S-T-V. Oh, okay, okay. I think I know that now. <laughs> you got to find some weird-ass channels to watch. You got to have a really high tier on your cable. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have the Max. Good. I, yeah, yeah. Good. I, I can watch Stars Black this evening if I Look like. at you. I know. Isn't it funny that they do have like a network that's just called... It's not even like Stars Urban or Stars Ebony. Right. It's just called Stars Black. Stars Black. <laughs> That's like, like, crazy. Mm, we have a long way to go in this country. <laughs> yeah, still. right. Um, all right, Matt. Just favorite wrestler. Happy of- Stars Black History Month, by the Happy, way. Yes, Stars presents Happy Black History Month. What's your, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? That's so funny. That's the that's the question we end our show. We watch wrestling with each week. Oh, seriously? Who's your favorite wrestler? I think Warrior Goldberg. I think I gotta say. I think I gotta say the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I was obsessed with him when he came out. I think if I if I now with hindsight, I think I really who doesn't love Hulk Hogan the best? Sure. Right. But I think it's I think it's gotta be the warrior. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, or a shock master. <laughs> oh, look at you. Tugboat. <laughs> that um Earth uh, I remember seeing Earthquake's origin when he got on the back during the push ups. I was like, that's that's so fun. Was just he just like, a fat guy in the crowd, or was he a plant to eventually become Earthquake? Or did he... Come on. <laughs> oh, God! I was just hoping. <laughs> I was just hoping it was all serendipitous. You, Fuck. Come on. You're such a sweet kid. <laughs> who's, who's your favorite wrestler, Matt? Um, I know that's hard to pick for you. Well, no, I, I mean, there, there's so many. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin is just amazing. I always loved Hulk. My favorite when I was little was Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Oh, good call. Uh... It's funny. It's... When I took karate, I really liked Ricky the Steamboat Dragon. Ricky the Steamboat Dragon. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> uh, which one's a weirder nickname, the Dragon or the Steamboat? Both of them are shitty last names. <laughs> yeah. And again, it was based off of Sam Steamboat, a, res- a previous <laughs> of wrestler. Of course, of course. Yeah, always the way. There's always a So, Matt... Your podcast is called We Watch Wrestling. We Watch Wrestling on HeadGum. It's on the HeadGum Network now. Uh, those guys are assholes. Uh, oh, trust me. Fuck. Hopefully you get some Squarespace ads. To- what a bunch <laughs> of boners. <laughs> um, anything else you want to plug? Or what, what are you on Twitter in case people want to shout at us about their favorite wrestlers? Uh, I'm at, uh, at McCarthy Redhead. Uh, the show is at We Watch W Podcast. And I have a monthly show, Downtown L.A., uh, the Matt McComedy Show. Go to thisismattmccarthy.com for show updates and uh, schedule and all that good stuff. Check it out, McCarthy. Next a... one is February 19. Get pumped, dude. Just a week after PWG. <laughs> I know. And then the week after that, we're, I'm driving to Vegas to watch Ring of Honor. A lot of the New Japan Pro Wrestling guys are coming in. Ishii's coming in. Guys, Ishii's going to be in Vegas. Dude. If I have one chance to plug, it's not my own show. I just want to say Ishii's going to be in Vegas at the dude, end of the month. Ishii is sick. <laughs> Uh, thank you uh, guys I'm at John Gabris on Twitter no H um, please um, rate review and subscribe to this there's podcast no, there's no H in Gabris <laughs> no no H in John or Gabris yes <laughs> um, give me five stars and roast me in the comments and I will read it on the next episode of High and Mighty you guys know that really shit all over me give me five stars and I will read it out loud and give your name a shout out also this podcast comes out on February 4th Tomorrow, Friday, February 5th, a movie I'm in opens in uh, 11 or 12 cities and on iTunes and on demand. It's called Fourth Man Out. I play the best uh, one of the friends to a dude who comes out of the closet in like a blue collar small town. Uh, I recommend checking it out or 
at least trying to get your homophobic friends back home to watch it. You know, to get a tiny little cultural victory for uh, America. Check it out. It's called Fourth Man Out iTunes VOD. And in 12 cities. You can find that shit on my uh, Twitter. If you're into homophobia, you could put into YouTube Ultimate Warrior saying some very horrible things. <laughs> Putting... Ultimate warrior homophobia. Oh. I have a Google alert for that, so I could just—I'll just wait till it comes the in. The ultimate homophobe. <laughs> and that's it, folks. Thanks for listening, shitheads. This has been the number one fuck boy with uh, Matt McCarthy. Thank you. Thanks to Headgum. Thanks to Chris in the booth, and thanks to uh, fuck no one else. <laughs> I did this myself. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.